You're listening to episode 14 of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring a guest on to chat all about movement because I know there's some of you who have made resolutions or goals for exercising this year, and I really want you to succeed. So my guest, Kim Hagel, will be chatting with us about how we can stay motivated, but not in the way you may be thinking. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, Mama? Let's journey together. Hey, gorgeous. How are you today? I'm feeling a little bit uh, like breaking into a dance or something just because today we're talking about movement. And I've been looking forward to bringing this episode your way because I know this is something that I struggled with for a very long time. I never really put my mind into moving my body differently because I was stuck in a mindset of what we've been told by movement guidelines. And because of that, I chose not to do anything. But it wasn't until I started having issues because of pelvic separation after giving birth to my kids and then having sciatica and all of these issues just started piling on and physio wasn't working. So I just had to go back to exercise and movement as a last resort, which I'm glad I did because I'm so much better. I'm in a much better place now. I'm hoping today's episode will inspire you and just give you a little bit of encouragement so that you can go out and move in a way that pleases you. We're chatting with Kim Hagel, a mom of four, personal trainer, registered holistic nutritionist, and founder of Radiant Vitality Wellness. Kim hosts the Joyful Movement Show podcast, and through her signature program, Right Body for Me, she helps women discover joyful movement, intuitive eating, and motivation that lasts so that they can heal their relationship to exercise and feel confident in their own skin. Now, Kim and I met through a mentorship program that we were in last year, and since we've just grown to support one another, sharing our experiences as non-diet professionals in this space, and of course, as moms. In today's episode, we chat about what motivation really looks like when it comes to movement, why the saying no pain, no gain doesn't really help anyone and it doesn't keep you motivated and how you can keep things simple so that you still get to move your body and feel good about it. But I'm going to stop talking for now. Let's get right to our conversation with Kim. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me here today, Mimei. No problem. I'm really excited to have you actually. And of course, I know I've been talking to you about this for months because Mm -hmm. I feel like your messaging and what you have to talk about as a personal trainer, but also just a mom would be really helpful to the people in this community because I've seen you talk about motivation in in a way that I haven't heard about it before. Mm. So I really just I'm glad to have you here to have this conversation. But before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you went from being the kid who was picked last for every sports team to being a fit pro and marathon runner. Yeah. Yes. Well, I did one marathon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a future marathon runner. That was a, a learning experience. Hey, it counts. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Loud and proud. 
Yeah. But yes, it's true. I, I was that child who was picked last for every sports team growing up. I always kind of joke about it. I went to a very small elementary school. There were nine girls in my class and I still got cut from every sports team. So, you know, that really did um, impact my self-esteem and my sense of worth. And, um, you know, of course, like you and every other woman and mom out there, we all grow up under diet culture's thumb. And so I really developed this poor body image at a very young age. And because I hated or felt traumatized by uh, sports and movement, I just avoided it till well into my 30s. But I began, you know, restricting food and trying to control my body that way, probably around the age of 12, which continued well into my adult years. But I was introduced to fitness after I'd had my third child because I was still struggling with my body image. And of course, as after we have babies, we all do struggle with our body image even a little bit more, right? (laughs) I I knew at that point I didn't want to diet anymore. I was sick and tired of it. So I tried it a different way. And I hired a personal trainer and she was amazing. So good. She was so empowering. And for the first time in my life, I, I found a joy in movement that I never had before. And I felt really strong and capable, but it quickly became an obsession and just Mm -hmm. another way that I could try to control my body. And, uh, so that was just, I guess my entry into the fitness world, but it, it wasn't necessarily a healthy beginning to the whole movement thing. Yeah, I find that a lot of us growing up who were not sporty or felt traumatized or hurt from any form of movement experience grow up with this relationship where it's like, okay, that's not for me. But then Mm -hmm. when you find that your body starts to change, you run back to movement because that's what's being sold as the solution. It's like if you want to lose weight or you want to get in the best shape of your life or you want to be healthy that's what's being sold. It's either you restrict food or you work on exercise or you do both, but that's usually what, what happens. So then you find a lot of women end up in the same Mm -hmm. position that you were. Absolutely. Going back to your experience with just losing motivation. I'd like for you to talk to us a lot about that because (laughs) a lot of us moms, we start, especially now, this is the beginning of the year. There's so many moms who are probably motivated Mm -hmm. Oh, they're going to go to the gym every day and do all these things. But then that fire just sizzles out. So why do you think women have such a difficult time finding motivation and sticking to an exercise routine? Yeah, well, I think it's because it really comes down to why we think we should be exercising. And as you say, Mm -hmm. right, we we engage in exercise the majority of the time because it's a way to shrink or control our body. And uh, motivation is a universal struggle. Like, so if you're sitting at home thinking that you're the only one who struggles with motivation or that someday it'll land in your lap and you'll start exercising, <laughs> you're not alone. It's so universal that it's been studied very deeply in the fitness industry. And I created a free guide all about motivation that you can download off of my website. But really the reason that we struggle with motivation is because our mindset is kind of all backwards. So motivation is a feeling and it's a positive feeling. And we know that positive feelings can only come from having positive thoughts. So when they've studied motivation, what they know is that there's four things that can contribute to having motivation. And those are enjoying the movement, Mm -hmm. feeling like you have choices, being Mm -hmm. part of a community of people that you get along with and seeing physical changes in your health 
unrelated to weight loss. So improved health outcomes that don't have anything to do with weight loss. So if your mindset is, I like this, I have a choice about what I get to do. I'm part of a great group and this is, feels great in my body and gives me great results. You're going to feel that positive feeling of motivation. Mm. But the interesting thing to note is they've also studied what doesn't work for motivation and having weight loss goals or body goals has been proven to be anti-motivating. So if the only reason you're engaging in exercise is to try to shrink or control your body, you're pretty much guaranteed to be struggling with motivation. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I like the having community because I'm one of those people. I stayed away from the gym. I didn't go to do any workouts or anything, but obviously having worked with a personal trainer because of uh, my sciatica, I found I needed to go for strength uh, training. And I only thrived when I worked in the group setting where there were other people working together. And of course, I had to take my mind away from I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to control my body to, okay, how can I support my body and make it stronger? Which is really interesting because I do that with intuitive eating and the nutrition coaching that I do for, for moms and the women in my program. And when most of the clients that struggle are the ones who put their mind on weight loss, it's always, you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to control my body. They yeah. struggle a lot. But yes. I like how you're saying when we take our minds off of that goal of, of weight loss and dieting, then things tend to flow a little bit easier. And of course, maybe that could be one of the results, but it's not the focus of what we're looking for. Absolutely. Because when that's your only thing that you're thinking about, you miss all of the potential um, fun and joy that can happen with Mm -hmm. movement, right? Like the being part of that community and the fun things that your body gets to do and challenging yourself on your terms. You you really, you miss out on all those experiences. If all you're thinking about is, will this make me thinner? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about movement and exercise and people are probably wondering, well, why does she keep calling movement and saying exercise? Mm -hmm. And I really just wanted to clarify, is there a difference? They can be the same thing, but I think it's important to just note the difference because mm-hmm. exercise really has a tone to it. There's, there's a loaded definition to the word exercise, and it really comes with a whole set of rules, a right and wrong way to do it, right? Like oh. you must lift weights and you must do cardio. You got to do them for 60 minutes a day and you got to get your heart rate up this high and like, amen, sister. <laughs> Right. It's so loaded. And then we think that if we're not following all those rules and doing exercise, right, well, then there's no point in doing it. But movement is something that we're all capable of. And I believe that everybody has an innate need for, but we limit ourselves and we prevent ourselves from experiencing joy in movement by thinking that it just has to abide by these set of rules that don't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting because I'm one of those people who does not like following rules. And one of my things was I was not going to do any exercise if I had to follow rules. So I really like the approach of just knowing that every body has the potential to move. It doesn't matter what it looks like. And I know it's it could be challenging because there are regulations and all these guidelines that you need to follow. But at the end of the day, like what you had said, we always have to go back to our feelings and how that process feels for us. If it's not enjoyable, then why bother? Right? Yeah. Then yeah. The motivation is not going to be there. No. And we tend to be pretty all or nothing as human beings, right? So if thinking mm-hmm. that we have to follow the rules or follow these guidelines and get it right is keeping you from doing anything at all, well, then the rules aren't much good, are they? Mm-hmm. That's very true. So mm-hmm. then 
this brings me to my next question about this idea of no pain and yeah. no gain. Because I do hear that a lot when, I, when I've when i gone to the gym to do my fitness classes. Sometimes I'll hear people have conversations about, oh, no pain, no gain. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think it's like the most overused fitness motivation saying <laughs> out there. <laughs> and I think it's usually said with good intentions, right? Like trainers and coaches use this and we use it even on ourselves, like no pain, no gain. And we hope that it'll inspire us to push a little harder or just get through to the end of the workout. But there's a really fine line between pushing yourself and pain. And having the belief that exercise needs to be painful and hurt in order to be effective. Well, for one, it's really intimidating. And two, it can cause injury. And three, it's it's just not motivating, really. Like maybe in the moment, it, it gets you through something that's hard. But if your mindset is like, no pain, no gain all the time. Like how, how often are you really going to want to go and move your body? If you're thinking mm-hmm. like, it's going to hurt, like, this is why we struggle with motivation. Cause we, who wants to get up in the morning and do something that hurts? Not me. I'd rather <laughs> just turn over and go back to sleep. Yeah. I mean, you're a mom. I always kind of say it's like, kind of like yelling at your kids and expecting them to thank you for the feedback. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh no, that never effective. works. Not effective. (laughs) Oh boy. That's very interesting. So then if people are not thinking, if they start to think, well, I'm just going to do something that feels good to me, what would you um, recommend when women are trying to heal their relationship with exercise and their body? Yeah. You were talking on your podcast a little while ago about minimum baseline. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really great place to start. Like I say, we're, we tend to be very perfectionistic and very all or nothing, And minimum baseline is really the antidote to that. So set away all of the rules and all the shoulds and all of the stuff that everybody's diet culture has been telling you, you need to buy for your whole life and just go, what is the minimum amount of activity that I can commit to that I would feel proud about at Mm -hmm. the end of the day? We don't, we're moms, we're busy. And even if you're not a mom, like we are busy human beings and we don't always have time for an hour of hardcore exercise five days a week. So if that's causing you to beat yourself up, then create a game you can win. Where can you set the bar where you'll be satisfied with yourself, but not forcing yourself to do something that you don't have time for or desire for, or it's going to set you up for failure. I agree. Mm -hmm. You always want to be led by what feels good to you. That's the only way that it's going to work out and you get to enjoy the process as well. For me, I do know that whenever I follow that guide, it's easier for me to enjoy the process. And then I actually feel better versus when I'm just thinking, oh, this is where I want to go. And it's not something that I really feel like doing. Yeah. So I know you initially talked about your guide on motivation. Mm -hmm. And I will include a link to that on the show notes. So if people want to access it, they can click the show notes and find the, the link. And then they can go and get that. I think it's really helpful because you do break down 10 principles of joyful movements. And I believe that every woman needs to grab that freebie and take a look at it and see how they can include joyful movement in their lives. So thank you very much for sharing that with my community. Oh, my pleasure. It's been great having this conversation with you. And I feel like I could talk to you all day, but... Before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you one more question, which Mm -hmm. is what does thriving mean to you as a woman or as a mom, whichever one or both? Yeah, well, as a mom, I think it means to just 
constantly be growing, right? Like I, I have, I have four kids and I think if I've learned anything over my motherhood journey, it's that I really don't know all that much, right? <laughs> but <laughs> just when you think you have it figured out, you realize you don't. Nope. And I think that's what thriving to me means is realizing I don't have to be perfect and I don't have to have it all figured out. Yes. I just need to take care of myself and be willing to grow and learn alongside my children and, you know, admit when I've made a mistake and keep on trying. And, you know, and that's what I encourage them to do too, right? We just Mm -hmm. keep trying our best. That's awesome. I, I actually can relate to the taking care of ourselves. And I think that's one of my biggest messaging is just reminding yeah. moms, even women, because we, it feels like we're always, the society has this expectation that women need to carry the burden of everybody else yeah. and put everybody else ahead of themselves. So then we find that women put their health or yeah. everything that just helps them feel like humans at the back burner. For sure. But then you're so depleted. You have nothing left to give. Right. And I think it's important for our kids to see that we take care of ourselves too, because then they learn when they're moms Mm -hmm. that they can take care of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I'm all about let's change our generation and, and create, you know, support women who will grow up to be different. You know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. again, going back to what you said, just knowing that it's not always going to be perfect. But I yeah. love that because then our kids can see that side of us, which I think Absolutely. Is, is, is really awesome. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. This oh, well, awesome. thank you so much for having me. It's, it is always such a joy to chat with you. I, I, you're right. I think we could go on all day, but we'll save it for another time. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, May. Well, well, well. What did you think? Was it what you expected? Well, for me, I would say my biggest takeaway is just knowing that all bodies are capable of moving and just making sure that we're following our feelings when it comes to movement. If it doesn't feel good, perhaps it's not the right one for you. So I'm curious to know what was your big takeaway or aha moment? I'd love to hear from you. So please send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. If you enjoyed this episode, download it and share it with a friend or share it on social media and tag me at Olive and Bliss Wellness. Okay, my friends, I hope you're feeling quite motivated to move in a way that feels good to your body. Keep thriving and have a great week ahead. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.